Hi, I'm your host, Kimberly Thomas-Tigg, and you're listening to Signalize, a Dazzle for Rare podcast. Whether you're a patient, advocate, caregiver, or a clinician, Signalize is your source for good news, personal stories, events, and the things that rare and associated communities care about. Follow Signalize and Dazzle for Rare at D-A-Z-Z-L-E, the number four, R-A-R-E, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, where we'll post episode links, updates, and more. Hey, hi, how are you? If this is your first time listening to Signalize a Dazzle for Rare podcast, welcome to episode 31. We're glad to have you. If you're a returning listener, thank you so much for your support. We are here to give you not only the rare and relevant news, the TLDR, the too long, didn't read, in your inbox of things going on, news from around the world, and also to share with you information from our communities, things to keep your eye on, and of course, provide some community services for you free of charge. So thanks for joining us. We look forward to having you here for this episode. But before I get too long-winded, let's just jump into the rare and relevant. In our last episode, we shared with you September Awareness Months and dates, such as Cranial Facial Acceptance Awareness Month, International Hypothalamic Cartoma Awareness Month, Leukodystrophy Awareness Month, Slash Lighted Up Blue, and several more. If your awareness month or date is missing, it's easy to subscribe to our free cross-platform community maintained calendars. We have the Awareness Days calendar I just mentioned, and we also have a community events calendar. Instructions on how to add are on the website, dazzle4rare.net slash add hyphen calendar. That being said, we do have some days that we've just missed here in September, and I'm going to just recap those very quickly right now. Uh, We missed Duchenne Muscular Dystrophy Awareness Day, which occurs on the 7th of September. Uh, Also on the 7th of September, we have Still Disease Day. On the 8th, folks came together for Lycephaly Awareness Day. This one is new to us and new to the calendar. Um, If we go to our trusted source, the NIH, Lysencephaly is a rare gene-linked brain malformation characterized by the absence of convolutions, folds, in the cerebral cortex and an extremely small head size or microcephaly. The word itself, lysencephaly, literally means smooth brain. Now, in terms of, as we've just said, this is new to the calendar and something that we've only recently come across, if we can point you to a resource, we absolutely will. I came across the Lysencephaly Foundation in my research for this episode, and according to the website, they are here to empower families, educate communities by promoting a day of awareness, hosting family gatherings, providing family support, medical equipment, and educational materials. Another date that just recently passed was 9P minus Awareness Day, which was on the 9th of September. According to 9minus.org, 9P deletion syndrome is a very rare chromosomal abnormality that reportedly occurs in 1 in 50,000 births. It is characterized by a portion of the P, or the short end of the ninth chromosome, being deleted or missing. The area where the chromosome material is deleted is called a breakpoint. So in September, we also have International Hypothalamic Hartoma Awareness Month and Day. So not just month, but also day on the 15th of September. As mentioned in the last episode, our good friend and fellow podcaster on the Epilepsy Sparks Insights podcast, Tori Robinson, has an entry on her blog for this condition. There is also a great website, Hope4HH at hope4hh.org, with more information about this genetic epilepsy-causing syndrome. Also on the 15th of September, we have World Lymphoma Awareness Day. According to VeryWellHealth.com, lymphoma 
lymphomas are fairly common. Most lymphomas are non-Hodgkin lymphoma, which is the most common type of white blood cell cancer of the lymphatic system. It encompasses 25 types of lymphoma, including lymphoma of the skin. Out of every 100,000 Americans, 19 will be diagnosed with NHL yearly. However, with that said, of course, rare lymphomas do exist, such as angioimmunoplastic lymphoma, or AITL, a rare type of non-Hodgkin lymphoma, or NHL. Because under many condition categories, there are subcategories that are rare and often exist. Um, so it's important for us to share with you these subtypes and helps raise some public awareness around them. Being seen in a world where there are potentially 10,000 distinct rare conditions and potentially 400 million people affected and the numbers rise, uh, it's difficult to cover every condition. We certainly are never going to be able to do that, but we can help with those that we're aware of and to share that with you. On the 16th of September, we have Microvillus Inclusion Disease Awareness Day. That's a mouthful. This day happens annually, as I just said, on the 16th. According to Boston Children's Hospital, Microvillus Inclusion Disease, MVID, is a rare genetic disease of the intestine that causes severe diarrhea and an inability to absorb nutrients. It usually starts soon after birth and is one of a group of disorders termed as congenital diarrheas. MVID is inherited as an autosomal recessive genetic trait. This means that both parents must carry a copy of the affected gene in order to pass on the disease to their child. In some families, more than one child may be affected. You can learn more about the symptoms and treatment of this condition via the Boston's Children's Hospital website, which we'll link in the show notes. Also on the 16th, we have Usher Syndrome Awareness Day. This day aims to bring attention to the most common genetic cause of combined deafness and blindness. According to deafblind.org.uk, studies indicate that there are around 10,000 people with Usher Syndrome in the UK. Because rare disease prevalence varies by country, it's hard to definitively say how rare Usher Syndrome is wherever you are. It can be about 1 to 5 in 100,000 in the United States and similar numbers in the UK. While this falls below the rare disease prevalence of the US, which is 1 in 200,000, nor does recognize Usher syndrome as a rare disease on their website. And we'll link to their report about Usher syndrome in the show notes. Okay, that's all she wrote for Awareness Days in September, or at least the first half of September. Is your Awareness Day missing? Go check dazzleforrare.net, look at the calendars, and have a look. You have the power. You can subscribe to the calendar via your smartphone, your computer, your devices, whatever, and you can access it from anywhere in the world and also add your own. Instructions are on dazzleforrare.net slash add hyphen calendar. Now we have a few events coming up real quick. We have Myotrim webinar, Duchenne and Becker muscular dystrophy and limb girdle muscular dystrophy 2B. This is happening in the US. The webinar is applicable to those with an interest in Duchenne and or Becker muscular dystrophy and limb girdle muscular dystrophy 2B. We've marked the Dazzle for a calendar for this upcoming webinar, which will be happening on the 20th of September, so very soon. Uh, they will be discussing the innovative Myotrim project, a protein supplementation-based therapeutic for Duchenne and Becker muscular dystrophies, as well as limb girdle muscular dystrophy 2B. This has been developed by Cure Rare Disease in collaboration with Wise Leader Lab at Ohio State University. Myotrim aims to protect muscle fibers from damage. If this webinar is relevant to you, you can join Cure Rare Diseases on the 20th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and hear their guest speaker. Dr. Noah Wiseleader to discuss the groundbreaking approach in rare muscle disease treatment. And of course, we'll drop a link in the show notes. 
in our last episode, we skipped out on some conferences, um, but we do try to include some as we're aware of them whenever we get a chance. And coming up real quick in October is the Nord Breakthrough Summit. October is coming so fast, you guys. We're coming up on one year of this podcast. So time flies. And of course, if you're like me and you wait till the last minute, don't wait on this one. If this is a conference you've been to before, or this will be your first time, the Nord Breakthrough Summit is coming in Washington, D.C. According to their website, join the National Organization for Rare Diseases for the Rare Disease and Orphan Products Breakthrough Summit. This exciting event brings together 900 rare disease advocates, experts, and stakeholders from around the world to tackle the most pressing issues facing rare disease communities. With a focus on the most critical topics, including accelerated approval, newborn screening, and equitable access to care, the 2023 Nord Breakthrough Summit promises a full program of productive discussions and collaborative solutions. By the time you hear this, folks, early bird tickets will no longer be available, but you can still get tickets on their website as of the recording of this episode, and we'll put that in the show notes. Also, we have National Foundation for Ectodermal Dysplasias and FED Advocacy Day. This is actually an event. Doesn't I haven't put it in the wrong place, I promise. The National Foundation for Ectodermal Dysplasias, or NFED Advocacy Day, is taking place in Washington, D.C. on the 18th and the 19th of September. So again, very, very soon. You haven't got much time if you're in the D.C. area and you're affected by ectodermal dysplasias as a parent, a patient, caregiver, or clinician. If this is applicable to you, there will be a link in the show notes and it'll be on the calendar as well. Also, the Rare Equity Forum conference is coming in just a few days. Hopefully you've got your tickets. I think we mentioned it a few episodes back. Um, The Rare Health Equity Forum is being put on by the lovely folks at Global Genes. This conference takes place the same time as NFED Advocacy Day. The Rare Health Equity Forum is the 18th to the 19th of September, as I just said, in beautiful San Diego, California. The annual conference aims to gather stakeholders in the rare disease world to discuss unique needs of our global marginalized communities. According to the Global Genes Info for the event, this year's event themed Equity in Action will focus on actionable steps to support underserved and underrepresented patients. Through interactive sessions and networking, participants are encouraged to advocate for inclusive, maybe I'm reading that one wrong, inclusivity, and gain insights to aid these patients. The event features a range of speakers and also offers advocate support program to help offset the costs for attendees. The forum aims to drive meaningful approaches in addressing challenges faced by marginalized communities within the rare disease landscape. Of course, you can always find more information on globalgenes.org. It's coming up real quick, so unfortunately, if you haven't registered yet, you probably won't make it. Uh, For those who are going, we'd love to hear how it went. Next up, we have how to operationalize, that's a tough word, how to operationalize your DCT or hybrid trial. If you're not sure what DCT means, it is a decentralized clinical trial, and this is best practices emerging biopharma. So for our biopharma nerds out there, we've added how to operationalize your DCT or hybrid trial to our community events calendar. This is coming up very quick as well on the 19th. We won't bang on about it here as it is a niche topic, but if you're in the industry and you want to learn more about some of the best practices emerging in biopharma, check out the calendar for more details. Rare Ireland Conference is coming up on the 22nd of September at the Sheridan Athlone Hostel in Weestmeath. I'm not Irish. I I apologize. (laughs) I am so sorry if I just completely mispronounced all of that. Uh, This one-day conference takes place on the 22nd from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tickets are available on their Eventbrite page, which will be in the show notes. 
we have HLTH 2023, Health 2023. This is definitely in the full swing of conference season. The HLTH Health 2023 conference is coming up in October and uh, our past Dazzle for our co-hosts, the Savvy Co-op will be there. So it'll be your chance to meet up with Jen from Savvy Co-op, hopefully. If you'll be in Las Vegas, Nevada on the 8th to the 11th of October, this conference may be for you. According to the website, HLTH 2023 is all about personalized experiences that focus on your goals. Whether it's meeting people and organizations who can accelerate your business outcomes, staying ahead of emerging trends, connecting with your industry colleagues, advancing your career, or all of the above, HLTH 2023 will deliver a curated experience that is tailored just for you. Join the 10,000 plus anticipated attendees, including thousands of CEOs, over 300 speakers, and over 800 event sponsors. Wow! This event really does sound like a place you want to be if you are in the healthcare ecosystem and want to network and keep up with trends in the incredibly fast-moving spaces of biotech, pharma, and patient engagement of all types. Link will be in the show notes. You know the drill. Okay, we've got some industry resources, learning, and other bits and bobs. The Applied Clinical Trials Resources Hub. This has some interesting resources for industry folks and for many of us in rare disease communities as well. From talking to you all, I've heard many of you guys talk about growing your industry contacts and broadening your industry-specific knowledge. It is a great idea because in my opinion, and in some of your opinions that you've shared, the future includes engaging with biotechs, pharma, and other industries to ensure that our voices are not only heard, but actively included in the development of drugs and other products and services that directly affect us. If you're going to do something that impacts our communities, you have to do it with us. Even when industry acknowledges the importance of our voices and touts their inclusion practices and so on, we're still often missing from the process at critical points. If you want to check out uh, articles like Patient Centricity is a Broken Promise, How Can We Fix It? The link will be in the show notes. I started with Bo Bigelow, another rare disease dad, a streaming channel that you can add to your Roku or Fire TV devices called the Disorder Channel. There are some updates to Life After Diagnosis Day. We briefly mentioned it along with a clip of audio from their previous episode. It was a pretty dramatic turn for me to realize that she had a very serious condition and that it wasn't just time that was going to kind of work things out. If you missed that episode, Life After Diagnosis is a 17-minute short film available exclusively on the Disorder Channel. The second installment follows familiar faces and features new faces. The film hopes to provide inspiration and support by showcasing how individuals move beyond the initial impact of a rare disease diagnosis. If you're interested in checking it out, you can do so via Roku or Amazon Fire Stick device, Fire Stick TV. A little bit tricky on the Fire Stick, I will admit, but if you go to apps on Fire Stick and search the Disorder Channel, you should find it there. Also, if you haven't checked out the Disordered Channel's comedy series, Pain Points, please go ahead. It's there for you to check out. Daniel and guests discuss the unique challenges faced by rare disease patients and families in humorous two to four minute shorts. The series is also available for free on Roku and Fire TV via the Disordered Channel. If you want to reach out about the programs on the channel, or maybe you have an idea, uh, you can reach out to them at daniel at raredisefilmfestival.com. Thanks for calling Signalize, a Dazzle 4 Rare podcast. Leave your community news or message after the beep. Hi everyone, I'm Carrie Wong, also known as The Butterfly from Float Like a Butterfly. I'm a writer and a patient advocate living in New York. You may have seen me and my pages online, 
but in case you haven't, I'll give you the basics. I'm 48, married, and disabled from a number of chronic health conditions, including primarily a rare inflammatory disease called sarcoidosis. I advocate in different ways with a few organizations, but these days most of what I do is under my own banner of Float Like a Butterfly. The tagline of Dazzle for Rare is, we are rare family. And year after year, I feel that so much. That's just what I'm trying to do with my upcoming book, Kaleidoscope Rare Disease Stories. It's a collection of true stories by, for, and about people living with rare diseases. I'd love to include your stories in there and those of others in your rare disease community. If you'd like to share your story or learn more about the project, visit bit.ly slash kaleidoscope rare or at kaleidoscope rare on social media. You can also find me at bit.ly slash float like a butterfly or at butterfly K on social media. One quick spelling note. Like I said, I'm from New York, so I spell it the way we say it, like butter. So that's B-U-T-T-A-H fly. Thanks so much for listening. NCBRS is an ultra-rare condition only recognized in 2012 and with fewer than 270 people diagnosed worldwide. Characteristics of NCBRS include intellectual disability, developmental delay and epilepsy. Lace up your shoes and join us for our annual NCBRS virtual 5k celebrating global NCBRS awareness. Help us to raise awareness of Nicolaitis Barretz syndrome within our local and wider communities and help us to raise funds so we can continue to support our global NCBRS family. There are many ways in which you can participate. You can walk, run, jog, cycle, use a treadmill at the gym or any other way you decide from wherever you are located around the globe. We encourage you, your family and friends to get out between Monday, September the 25th and Sunday, October the 22nd. This is a great way to get out and have fun with your family and friends, all while supporting World Global NCBRS family. If you would like to get involved and participate, please head to our website at www.ncbrs.com to learn more and to register. Newly formed in 2020, we are a non-profit organisation that aims to support and educate families, carers and professionals who work with people diagnosed with Nicolaitis Barretsdis syndrome. The Scientific Advisory Board will help us to fulfil our mission in advocating for scientific research that increases the medical knowledge of NCBRS and best treatments. The purpose of the Scientific Advisory Board is to provide advice to the Foundation's trustees on scientific and clinical matters for the purpose of the Foundation's work and collaborations with stakeholders, to consider research requests received by the Foundation and provide guidance to the Board of Trustees, to suggest potential research and help the Foundation get connections within the research community, to contribute to the ongoing development of the Foundation for the benefit of the global patient community. We are looking for up to five actively employed clinical or research professionals, up to two patient advocates, up to two additional members with specific expertise may be co-opted as required. If you would like to learn more and to apply to be a part of the first scientific advisory board for Nicolaitis Barretsdis syndrome, please head to our website at www.ncbrs.com and click on the Get Involved tab. 
there's just so much going on in the news right now with so many different things happening. I'm just going to touch quickly on two more bits and bobs for you before we go ahead and conclude this episode. Now, these two stories both take place in the United States. In the U.S. in San Diego, Crenetics Pharmaceuticals has announced positive preliminary results from its phase three clinical trial of paltusotine, an oral medication designed to treat acromegaly, a rare disorder caused by a pituitary tumor that results in excess growth hormone. Current treatment involves monthly painful injections, but the drug, if approved by the FDA, would provide a daily oral alternative. The preliminary results indicate about 83% of patients who took the drug were able to maintain lower growth hormone levels, a significant improvement over the 4% who received a placebo. If approved, this would mark Crenetic's first drug on the market with FDA review expected to take about a year after the completion of the ongoing phase three trial. If you recall, we talked about acromegaly, the condition in our October 2022 episode, Sci-Fi and Horror Heroes. I shared the true story of actor Rondo Halton. Here's a quick clip. Rondo Halton developed a condition called acromegaly. Acromegaly is a rare condition that causes the body to produce too much of the hormones that influence growth, causing tissues and bones to grow very quickly. While most people are diagnosed with this condition later in life, it can affect people at any age because it's a hormonal imbalance associated with the pituitary gland. Rondo lived much of his life looking no different than most people that we see on the street. He started his early life as an author and he served in World War I. During research for an article that he was writing after the war, he was spotted and hired as a film extra. This is about the time he started to experience the effects of acromegaly. He was, and I use this term very lightly, promoted from an extra and a bit player to a quote-unquote horror star. Unfortunately, Rondo did not live a long life as he passed away from complications related to acromegaly in 1946. Next, we have a story about Nord and the Weill Cornell Medicine and New York Presbyterian Weill Cornell Medicine Center. So again, these two, the Weill Cornell Medicine and the Presbyterian Weill Weill Cornell Medical Center have been designated by Nord uh, as rare disease centers of excellence. This recognition adds them to NORD's network of 40 institutions dedicated to researching and treating rare diseases. Dr. Omar Abdul Rahman, chief of the Division of Medical Genetics, led the application process, emphasizing the importance of comprehensive care for rare diseases. Amen. Can I get an amen? (laughs) The collaboration aims to improve standards of care, advance research, and raise awareness of rare diseases, which affect up to 30 million Americans and upwards of 350 to 4 million people worldwide. The goal is to expedite the process of diagnoses uh, or of diagnosis and foster a standard of care for these often neglected conditions. Links will be in the show notes. That's it. That's all I've got for you. Actually, I could probably keep going, but I don't want to keep you too long. Thanks so much for tuning in. Your support is always appreciated. If you'd like to leave a voicemail too, reach out to us via email and we'll give you the number most appropriate for your country. Thanks so much for listening this week and we'll uh, talk again soon. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Signalize, a Dazzle for Rare podcast. To stay up to date on the podcast and Dazzle for Rare, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at D-A-Z-Z-L-E, the number four, Rare, R-A-R-E. And finally, if you liked this episode, share it with a friend and tag us on social media platforms.